podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I hope this podcast never starts. Welcome to the movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 154. Five, six? Oh, crap. Uh, I am your host, Takes, who's supposed to know the answer to that question. Five. Uh, 155. Uh, and with me, as always, are Peter. Uh, live from Dracula's boat. Oh, man, no, not that one again. And Russ. I want to bite your dick off? <laughs> Oh wow! This is we have we have started this with a weird energy. I blame myself for the start stop. I told I will take that. We should probably just do this another day at this point. But we got too many movies to get through that we just can't stop too, now. Too many, way too many. We we cut out over half, and we're still going to talk about a lot of movies. Um, it's the end of summer. It's the end of summer. And guys, there's there's. It hasn't been a great with the the last cast. There were bangers upon bangers upon bangers. I mean, we had Barbie, we had Oppenheimer, we had oh. Gran Turismo colon Slay. a true story. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, September, August, and September have been really bad, which is a bummer because this is where if you didn't bring out Mission Impossible too early in the year and you brought it out now time. instead, it would have made way more money. If yep. you brought out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem now, oh. it would probably have cleaned up. But now it's just like The Nun is number one in the box office for a couple weeks in a row now. Yeah. The Nun, the nun 2. Or did they re-release The Nun? And people were just like, oof, The Nun is way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been super slow, which is which I was trying to think of like what got pushed back uh, around this time. Because like Dune 2 wasn't supposed to be until November. Yeah, yeah. no, that was still a little uh, late. I think... I think um, that's a Zendaya, the other Zendaya movie, uh, uh, Challengers, was supposed to be out now. Oh. oh. They must have realized that movie might be able to steal some uh, Nami shit, so they got it closer to award season. But it's it's been, like, oddly light. Yeah. Are we missing, like, what would have been a Marvel movie at this point? No, because... No. Marvel uh, was supposed to be. They they pushed uh, what's her face uh, their faces sorry the Marvels from July to November but they did that a lifetime ago so okay. like that that really honestly didn't really change a whole lot of anything there's been there was really just nothing in August it's uh, so weird after like Ninja Turtles was like the last thing I saw in August that I cared about. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That should have been Labor Day weekend, yeah, right? 100%. Like that. Or like even the weekend yeah. before, like just so because Labor Day is is a is a notoriously depressed box office. So even if they did it like the week beforehand, like it just if they pushed it just a few weeks later, it would have gotten out of Barbie's way a little bit, yeah, uh, which apparently still- just killed everything. Right, and I mean, it would have made I, a little more. I went and saw Barbie uh, finally um, on the Wednesday after Labor Day, Tuesday or Wednesday after Labor Day, to, uh, like a, a six something show. And it was still packed. I went to I, I was planning to see Oppenheimer finally in IMAX 70 millimeter this last weekend. And it was sold out. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Square IMAX is like 
four shows a day still and almost if not selling out all of them for that i couldn't believe it and then like i went to like the next showing which was like i think nine o'clock at night and it was just the front row that was available and i was like i'm not doing that i can't do that Let me see. Let me check. I'm going to look at tomorrow's. Yeah, look at tomorrow's while we start to talk about Blue Beetle, which came out a couple of days after our last podcast. The latest in the DC Super, or I guess one of the first in the new DCEU, DCU. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) It's it's weird not knowing because this movie like does attempt to like place uh, Jaime into like a legacy of the blue beetle. Like there's, it does set up Ted cord. And then the other one whose name I don't remember. Mm, uh, Mr. So beetle. It's yeah. It's weird to have history. It's something that's also attempting to not mention anything else. Right. Yeah. <sighs> I'm having such trouble. I, again, I was in another country when I saw this movie. Yeah. And I remember Gran Turismo, which I also saw in another country, the a couple of days before, way better than I remember Blue Beetle. <laughs> yeah. it's just, I think I did a double feature of both Blue Beetle and, and Gran Turismo, if memory serves. And uh, I mean, they're both like, well, we're not talking about Gran Turismo, but Blue Beetle was, it felt like, like the mo- better- like the superhero movies that came out before Iron Man. Uh, like yeah. it didn't, it, it didn't feel, well, which is fine. Like it, it, it wasn't bad, but it, you're talking no, but it, about like, you're talking about 15 years ago as movies, right? It yes. did feel like it's Spider-Man, the, the original Spider-Man trilogy or the original X-Men trilogy though. Like that, that's where like, good. where like they didn't know, they like didn't live in another world and like they could maybe flirt with the idea of talking about other stuff, but like. It just felt so hamstrung in a sense. And I also feel like the way this movie was put together, I don't, I mean, I could see uh, Blue Beetle potentially working in the proper DCU, but I don't see this, any of the other characters working. No, that's not like, at all. That's the weird thing. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't hate the movie. I, I thought it was like enjoyable enough. Uh, but it's enjoyable, but forgettable. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think you did a good enough job making any, I mean, I agree. Maybe they didn't give a shit. Maybe they were like, well, we just really need blue beetle and we like the guy who plays him and that's it. Well, you'll never see his, his, uh, like characters and his world ever again, because it all just feels so low stakes. Even like Susan Sarandon feels like, like the old school type of movie villain that I'm like, this isn't, it, it's actually refreshingly not big enough, but it's also not big enough for a bigger world. I don't know. It's right. like, it's, it's, it's yeah. weird. Cause I'm, I'm criticizing it for some of the things that I actually didn't hate about it. And like the, it's, the family aspect, the family was good it but i don't know like george lopez i thought was funny at times the grandmother was funny at times but but both overused to like an annoying amount right Um, it suffers from the same things that a lot like the big complaint about comic book movie making is that every scene has three different tones to it and no matter the scene there's got to be it's not like you end a scene on a joke for a little levity there's like jokes peppered throughout scenes that just like 
this completely makes it feel like you someone went through and just punched it up. Right. And as you said, like some of the family members work out that way and, and uh, will and, like succeed a little bit, but also it completely takes you out from enjoying the the world here and, and the yeah. reality of it. I thought that, um, how do you pronounce, is it Zolo? Is that Zolo the, I thought he did a, uh, he did a He's pretty great. good job. Yes, like that, great. that, um, fish out like that guy, kid who's just like i don't know what the hell's going on with me right now please like that he did very well like better than a lot of the spider-man getting bit by a, a radioactive spider and trying to figure out what the hell's happening but i mean probably because there's a scarab that's you know like protruding out of his back but yeah. still uh, i thought he did a really really good job i thought also the sister um also did like a, a really good job i thought the, the love interest was like overly forced and annoying um but overall, like the the soundtrack was great. I, I that that was like my big thing coming out of it. I was like, man, I might actually like. I really like the score for this. It had like a very good '80s like synth score. Yeah. Um, I was totally into it. But that was like my biggest takeaway from coming out of it. <laughs> I, which it's it's like this. I guess their thinking is this movie doesn't really hurt them. It doesn't right. hurt what they're trying to do moving forward. But it also doesn't really help them either. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I guess DC's in such a weird place where, like, I rolled my eyes when I saw the Aquaman trailer. Because I'm just like, what is Why? Why is this even happening? I like, I know. Like, everything that comes out is in the shadow or it, it like. Every time you see a new DC movie, I mean, at least for me, it's just like. But what about Becker? Like it's it's still gonna it's just gonna haunt yeah. everything that comes out for the And next, you like, told years, us no nothing what. else matters. Yeah. That except the out. new stuff. Except yeah. the new it's stuff. A, so but you keep I'm, giving us old stuff. So I'm like, I, I don't I'm sorry, I don't care. I I probably canceling won't. everything. Everyone who was a superhero is no longer a superhero. Like get rid of all of it. Like the the Superman's not Superman anymore. Black Adam's gone. Uh, here are all these movies that were in the can, including Shazam and Aquaman and probably Wonder and Wonder Woman. I like I don't know what the answer should be or or could be, but like I don't know. Maybe maybe you just drop all this shit on HBO Max and yes, and like because or, I feel like this is gonna hurt what you do next because yeah. people people who don't really follow this stuff just think you've made a bunch of shitty movies. Uh, because right. they've all they've all tanked, whereas you they you 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 didn't really care about that. I don't, I don't I just think they're they're putting themselves in a really bad spot, and I think they're hurting what they do next. I would have just dropped this stuff on Max. Uh, I would have released Batgirl. I would have called it its own universe, and then I would have made men, like I just I don't know. I just wouldn't have even wasted my time because you're 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 they're losing money left like yeah. you can't just make movies that don't do well. For forever and stay a studio and market the hell out of it. Blue Beetle was there was so much marketing for that. I don't know what it did at the box office. Um, it didn't do great because it also they couldn't use any of the actors because of the strike. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, okay. Yes, and they're gonna have that same problem with. I mean, hopefully they don't have that same problem with Aquaman. Hopefully that strike is over by then. But like, I just don't Maybe fucking this get week? it. Maybe next week, it seems like. We'll see. Potentially. Apparently, there's still a lot of big things uh, for SAG that WGA didn't have the issue with, like the uh, bodies oh, okay. for extras and stuff. Um, yeah, it's so Aquaman, hopefully, because 
like the first one, it seems like it's just like, no, fuck it. We're Aquaman. We go bug nuts. We do whatever the hell we want. Our world is big and ours, and it, and we we kind of do it. I hope that it's still fun. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just there's it's even like Marvel movies have the same baggage now that they, every phase four movie has the baggage of I wonder how they're going to build again. And when they and when you right. don't build like people get, think they're not good movies for that reason. But like, yeah, no, no movie should have that uh, like responsibility. But also, I, I don't know, like the Marvel. So the Marvels is probably the movie in the Marvel Universe that's coming out that I am the least excited for in a very, very long time. Not is it because, because you of, hate women. <laughs> no, it's because of it's just because Marvel has now taken. Disney Plus has made it so like there's just so much stuff that you need to know in order to go into the next movie that like it was so great for DC to be like, we're wiping everything like that was a good stance to take. And but then they just haven't gotten rid of it and they've kept it off like there's there's like it's all still there. There's the ghosts of of DC past are still in all of this. So like Marvel not being able to shed it and because of Disney Plus just like pumping out this stuff and. We've got um we've got Loki season two coming out soon. I guarantee you that's gonna play into everything. Like there's just yeah, and you're you're not much. you're not wrong. Like the Marvels, if in in a in a in a in a time that we used to live in, if Captain Marvel came out, mm-hmm. all you would have needed to see Captain Marvel two was Captain Marvel one. Right now it's like you needed to see Captain Marvel. For enrichment, you should have seen every other movie that she was in, uh, Avengers, Endgame, etc. Then you have to watch two whole TV shows. Because of the other two characters, now that they've pluralized the title, the other two characters come from two separate TV shows. Yep. And and it's not like you're going to get that stuff from the comics if you've been like, oh, I've heard that Kamala Khan's going to be in the new Marvel's movie. I guess I'll read the comics, and then it's not the character in the movie. Like... So right. it is homework. Yeah. And then if this doesn't deliver in terms of, as you said, like making it a bigger story, if it just feels like the next episode of a TV show that you went to the movies for that devalues the, I've got, I've got, sorry, let me just put on my Martin Scorsese ascot. It just, it's, it's going to devalue that experience. In right. terms of like, it, why wasn't this just the holiday special type of thing? For yeah. That? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite Marvel things in the last couple of years was the uh, the fucking ho- the uh, uh, werewolf at by night special. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Because oh, so it was just like, it was completely unencumbered, it, and because it was forty five to fifty minutes, and on TV, it didn't have to be anything else. Yep. Right. I don't even think it made a reference to a single other thing in the Marvel universe. It that we know. I don't think it did. Yeah. It made comic book reference, but like. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to deliver on something that a regular movie doesn't have to deliver on. Yep. And this, I, I do like the weight of the Marvel universe feels like it is currently on the Marvels. Yeah. So it is. It is destined to fail, which is really sad. Yep. And the the lesson will be: we can't make movies with women in it. Exactly. That and that's that sucks. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Blue Beetle. It was a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, let's move on to something. Alex, what, what would you rate? What would you rate Blue Beetle? <laughs> when would you watch Blue Beetle, Alex? 
Oh, uh, really? Oh, <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. Um, let's talk about. I want to hear about Bottoms because I almost watched this like yesterday because it's finally out streaming. Um, but then I I just didn't have the time to before the podcast. So tell me about Bottoms. I saw this movie of what feels like a really long time ago, and I really enjoyed it. I I would have liked to see it be a little crazier, but if you like movies with Rachel Sennett and Io Atabiri kind of doing <laughs> the thing that is now their thing, uh, then it's good. Um, uh, yeah, it's weird how, when you say like you wish it was a little crazier, it's weird how this movie takes place in no sense of reality. And yes. yet, almost attempts to like, make things feel real. It's like this very, I think it's like something that some people I think have bounced off of and not really clicked into the fact that this won't feel like real life, but every once in a while, they're not going to go like, they don't rock it off of that plane of existence. Like it's, it, it, the school doesn't make any sense. Nope. We don't know okay. what year it is. I don't think we see we a single cell phone and yet everyone seems pretty modern. Even better. It's <laughs> so it's like, it's unstuck from time, unstuck from reality. And it just like, almost like, we're just going to do what we want in the next scene. Yes. And for me, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it's super fun. But as I said, I understand why a lot of the complaints were, I don't think this movie knows what it wants to be. And I think this movie is exactly what it wants to be. It's just, it's just not going to, it's just not going to get, it's going to do something weird in the next scene, but it, it's not necessarily going to like completely explain how this world works. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't need any explanation. I just and I really enjoyed it. I just wanted it. I wanted it to kind of spin out out of reality just a little tiny bit more because I'm like people die in this movie comedically. <laughs> and I like that and I'm like you just do give you can do more of it. I'm good with it. I this is a weird ass movie. Yeah. Uh I like that it is unapologetically weird and I could I would could stand for it going further in that direction. I mean Marshawn Lynch is a teacher. Oh, I love it already. <laughs> and it's like probably what the sixth build person in the movie. Uh yeah, I think so. He's like a relevant character in the movie. And that's funny to me. Just that, the idea of Marshawn Lynch. Is <laughs> I, I agree. And especially in, I mean, for, for a personality who has been so adverse to like talking in front of a camera and then has like since come out and been like a hilarious uh, comedic actor in like everything that he does yeah. um, in front of a camera. It, it's been just great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's every couple of scenes feels like it should end with someone saying, wait, did that really just happen? Yeah. Or or even doing like the sarcastic hackney like, well, that happened. <clears throat> but it doesn't it doesn't sell out its own weirdness with it. It's it, there's something about it that I loved. Um, yeah, highly suggest it. Yeah, the, real, it's a really fun time. And it's it is a high school like I uh, it's a it's. A different kind of high school movie, and it's okay. I think tonally speaking, and this is not—it's not really like this movie, but it feels like it's in a heightened world, similar to an Assassination Nation that was like Sam Levinson's uh, 
weird high school movie that came out before he did Euphoria. Yeah, it's like yeah. It, it, it's it's it feels like a little bit of a like it takes place in a crazy world kind of like that. But I don't know, just a a, a really fun time. Uh, it gets in, it gets out, and again, like I could. I could watch Rachel and Ao do like 45 movies together. They yeah. they really they just gotta keep cranking shit out because their their ability to bounce off of each other is so good, and they're so young that we can get so many years of it. Hmm. Yeah, Assassination it, Nation's the one that ended with the marching band doing Party in the USA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. yeah or we can't. St- uh, what uh, a Miley. It was song, a Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yep. Okay. That was a great ending. Except for the when the kid says, "I did it for the lulls," that annoyed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got to see. This. But that's. that's <laughs> like, but that's what it is when a movie about young people is made by old people. Yeah. And this is a movie about young people made by people who were just that age. Okay. So it, I think it resonates a little bit better because they're not. They're not reaching back on. I remember what 20 years ago was like. Uh, they they're talking about. I remember what five years ago was like. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um. All right. Let's move on. Let's take out another one. I'm I'm trying to get rid of some of these older uh the the ones that are probably further in our mind. So let's just let's jump into the ex, the equalizer three. <laughs> Did everything get equalized? Yes. It, yeah. Basically. Shit. It surprisingly looks good. I wasn't expecting yeah. like it to be shot so well. Uh Denzel continues to to really kill this role. It's a very fun uh zone for him even at this age. It's it's oddly anticlimactic though. I would say yeah, like, well <laughs> that's kind of the point though, right? It's yeah, like but, but I mean it's so the movie starts like in media res right after what seems to be a more interesting action sequence. Yeah, which sure. I yeah, think totally. pays off in a very fun way when you learn why he was there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the action sequence we see at the end is like 20% less interesting than that one. So hmm. if you're going to show us that one, you have to show us something as good. It doesn't have to, like, you, you, you can, you can, reference things that were insane at the beginning but you and you don't have to like so you don't have to like break your reality later but like i think i i needed a little bit more i think um i definitely enjoyed this movie um yeah. i i i it had been a while since i had watched the equalizer movies so i rewatched one and two um and one is one is really fantastic two my my recollection of two was he died at the end and so i was very, very confused about three coming out <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then turns out he did not die at the end. Um, I love that there's I, two movies on this list that you had that same initial I, for. <laughs> that, I just I bring my own endings to a lot of movies sometimes. <laughs> um, it's, it's a move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's just like DC League of Super Pets. Well, yeah, they all died. Like, that's is, is crypto dies. It's crazy. Um, I think it starts really strong. I, I and then like you don't kind of know where it's going to go, and it is about like him healing and, and getting better to like the state that you would expect him to be at that beginning stage, and then it never really gets back there. Uh, I think that like when it gets to 
there's the Spider-Man moment where it's just like, hey, you can't, you know, we're all on his, like, you can't fight him. You're going to got to fight all of us type of thing. And everyone pulls out their cell phone. And you're like, this is a little weird, too. I don't, is, why, why don't you guys just always yeah. do this? Um, this could have been solved a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, um, I love the, yeah, the filmmaker said, hey, Italians, <laughs> <laughs> this is how you solve the mafia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you solve the mafia, you just turn the camera on them. Um, I think that Denzel does like a really fantastic job living in this world. And I do just like the, the, just the living in Italy aspect of it. Uh, I think it, I think there could be like a globe trotting, uh, equalizer, uh, to come from this, but it doesn't seem like it's going to, I think it's just like, he likes, I mean, as he says, he likes this town and he doesn't want to leave. So you're like, all right. (laughs) I think it's, 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 it's kind of cute because I got the feeling that he loved every scene with Dakota Fanning again. Yes. So it's, a, it's a Man on Fire reunion. Uh, for those of you that might not remember Tony Scott's 2004 Man on Fire. Loved it. Denzel played... Greasy uh, Bear. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Fanning's bodyguard in uh, some city in Mexico, possibly Mexico City. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll never know. Uh, no, so, not possible, she, no. She was like, we have no way of knowing. It was no. one of her early movies. She was like eight or nine. I think it was like yeah, right she after was really young. Sam. So it's right after she hit and you kind of, I don't know. I got the sense that like, he looked like he was having so much fun acting with her. Yeah. Which I found to be really cute and really sweet. Yet there's like a really hand fisted reveal about her. That was super obvious. That was, yeah. Um, that was kind of weird. And, um, she doesn't actually have as big of a role as I was expecting, like going into it. Like, Like, from the beginning, it was like, oh, they're going to team up again. But, like, yeah, no. She's, like, kind of, like, shuffled off the movie for a minute. And, like, yeah, as I said, that's, I think, also think why I felt it to be anticlimactic. Because when, like, something happens to her, and I'm like, all right. So she's going, as you said, she's going to get better, and they're going to do something. Or he's going to come protect her or something. And then it was like, oh, wait, no, we're in the ending. Right, yeah. So that's, that. I, guess, I think that contributed a, a great deal to me feeling it as I said my, my anticlimactic feeling but I mean if, if people that like the equalizer films are gonna like this equalizer film yeah totally I wish I wish Denzel like spoke more Italian in it because I think that that would have been crazy also if you know if anyone you know needed an exorcism we could have a nice little cross yep. oh my that was like that was the thing that I was hoping for the most in this movie was that crossover or at least Denzel just riding a Vespa like around the streets of Italy. It would have been so good. Um, it would have been perfect. Okay. Um, see it. It's probably going to be on VOD tomorrow, honestly. Um, let's do one okay. more. Let's do one, one more, one more twofer. Um, let's do, let's just talk about the retirement plan. Let's just talk about it. I, I hope to, so I, this is a new Nicholas, Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage actioneer. Yep. Uh, that I don't know how it made it to theaters. I don't know either. It's crazy that this made it to theaters. <laughs> the budget doesn't the budget doesn't seem so small until you realize oh you you clearly didn't you could not afford a like a action choreographer. No, nope. because the fights are so sloppy. But he's supposed to be like a like a retired John Wick. Like it's supposed to be a Wick. Yeah, exactly. He's like and. And then the squ- they don't use squibs, they do it digitally, but it's like pink mist. Oh, it's so bad. And a- after a while, I'm like, wait a second, how the hell did we all get here? 
Yeah. I I hope this was, as I said in my letterbox review, I really hope this was before Nicolas Cage was like, I paid off all my debts. I could be more choosy. <laughs> I don't own a castle anymore that I have to continue to and pay just off. Because of those things doing so well and like pig heading and people talking about how good of an actor he is again, they snuck this into theaters. But and I, I, th- I do think he does good. I think he goes like he goes pretty like well crazy at times in this one. Not like over overly crazy, but like he he reigns it in in a good way. And I and I think that he gives a good performance. I also think Ron Perlman d- does like a, a a really good job in the movie. Ashley Green as well. Um, uh, what was the last thing we saw for her? The apparition, probably. I don't remember. Um, but like Breaking Dawn Part Two. Mm, never heard of it. Um, I think that there are a decent, um, like decent performances in this otherwise like terribly written and and shot movie. Um, but that's because there are there are heavy hitters like Ernie Hudson's in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like we're, Ernie Hudson was delivering uh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who somehow like hit too big post Watchmen and then just disappeared. Never again. Yep, completely disappeared. But he's forever. had the time. And you said Ron Perlman is aging into like uh what oh he looks like uh you know when you see videos of like a circus ape that's been kept in captivity forever and has like never seen the light of day. Literally have never watched a video like that, but continue. <laughs> Completely is looking like an old hairless ape now. He's just so big and lunky, but it looks like he looks like he doesn't know how to wear a suit. Um yeah. Uh, but he's very good. Yeah, he is very. This is like a second really good Ron Perlman performance this year. Um, when sometimes we don't get any Ron Perlman performances. Oh, you year. saw his, his like John Wick movie, or yeah, his, saw the other John Wick movie, uh, Ron well, Perlman. The Butcher or the, the, the Baker. Baker. The Baker. Yeah. What, yeah. what were those um, Danny Trejo like bum movies? He played a bum uh, who who ended up getting justice for people. Oh yeah. And then they uh, made another, like a sequel. I don't remember what it was called. They did make and a sequel to it. They, Danny Glover's in one of them. I feel like. Uh, yeah, but I felt like not like mach, machete or machete. No, that's so. No, there's another. It's like something Joe. Something. Oh, God, badass. Badass. The badass. Jeez, the badass. You made like three of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that's what the uh, just the poster of the Ron Perlman one felt like to me. Was yeah, just totally. his badass more than his John Wick? Yeah, there's there's badass badass two badasses. That's with Danny Glover, and then badasses on the Bayou, which badass uh, three, yeah, which is apparently only an hour and twenty five minutes. So <laughs> yeah, which is that I might take my ass to see that. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's move on to the last voyage <laughs> of the Demeter. Uh, <laughs> it was so. it, it shouldn't have tanked like it did it shouldn't have come out when it did uh, it wasn't that's that why bad it, tanked. Like, no, it wasn't it was like totally pretty all right it was like well made it made some like interesting like i i feel like i mean i guess spoilers because who cares but like when they kill the kid on the i was like oh shit did that, did that just happen? <laughs> like, I didn't know that we were watching this kind of. This is only PG thirteen. What the hell's going on right now? Um, I was I was legitimately shocked at that moment, and I, I thought like it's not scary, but I thought it was well done. Got a good atmosphere, like overall yeah. movie. Yeah, it 
Uh, I like the creature design a great deal. I especially, I it was a bummer that it ends this way, but I loved the design of what Dracula looks like when he's like hiding in human form in the town. Yeah. At the end. I thought that was so cool looking. Um, it completely suffers. It, it for me, like it took me a while to get into it. Ended up really liking because it, it does that like obnoxious fucking thing where it starts with an opening crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Screen that says. Uh, what happens in the chapter of the boat, or like uh, a boat? Oh yeah, boat washed ashore, and they found uh, no one on board. It was it was carrying cargo, and they and they found um, the log, and then we see that scene. Yep. Do yeah, one, that was don't, weird. Don't do yeah, the. There's book. no reason. Either do the do the title and have the the words show up over a derelict boat, and then we flash back in time, or show us people finding the derelict boat. Mm-hmm. And flashback time, but they they just they should they acted out the scene we just saw. It was like yeah. drunk, drunk history, just not synced up. Ooh. <laughs> but that said, <laughs> pretty enjoyable. Pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Like quick, like easily enjoy. Like this is something. Like if this was on, I would probably just like watch this movie. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I and uh, I was watching. Um, the Francis Ford Coppola of Bram Stoker's Dracula okay. and was reminded that later on in the Dracula story from the novel, he takes another boat ride back to Romania. Oh. So hmm. we have a built-in The scene. next voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, like, the movie was made for $45 million. If you just released it a month later, you would have made your money back. I yeah. think the movie made $21 million, uh, worldwide, which is not good at all. Yeah, nope. But at a $45 million budget, there's no reason why this movie didn't make $80 million worldwide. Except- if you released it, like, what, uh, I guess, Saw is this weekend. So if you dropped it, like, last week. Right. And that's, and would- that's what's frustrating me about this year, as I'm... I've, I've never... I haven't seen it as much in recent... Well, obviously, because of the pandemic, but... There's a lot of movies that just aren't doing well because they're not coming out at the right time. It's to say nothing of marketing. It's like, this movie shouldn't be coming out in August. It should be coming out in mid to late September or October proper uh, so that it can get some of that Halloween. It's a fucking Dracula movie. This isn't. I know. Exactly. Like, why? And they're like, well, it's also a boat movie. People like boats in the summers. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's a dark, atmospheric movie. It is a very uh, dark movie. It was. It's like hard to see at times. Yes, it's, so it's dark. dark. Like, it's dark. You better have a good TV that can really do black swell. But like, yeah. it's a. It, I just don't fucking get why this movie came out in. And August. I get like you think that like I mean there's Saw and then there's the new Exorcist and the, like, but nothing is, I mean, Exorcist had a move because Taylor Swift is competing with it now. And they're like, we can't beat Taylor like, Swift. Horror movies do well. Yeah. They yeah. just do. They yeah. don't cost a lot and they do well. I don't Saw, think- I think, isn't going to do as well as people think it will because I think people are done with it. But the Exorcist will probably do pretty well. Pretty and then young. you could have maybe after people were all in the spooky ass mood, you could have dropped this one closer to Halloween. Uh, once everybody's already seen exorcist and seen saw, you could have dropped this in fucking yeah. October and it would have I, made $45 million. Like it, it's just frustrating. Cause it didn't, 
this movie costs nothing or nothing yeah. from comparative to most movies. This movie should have made its money back. Yeah, I think I think Exorcist has too much riding on it being that brand for it to work to it to risk just being the counter programming for um, Taylor Swift. But yeah. Demeter has none of that. Why, yeah. why? What? Like if this came out the same weekend as Taylor Swift, yep. it would be the silly thing to go to because you're not interested in Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. The Swift Voyage of the Demeter done. And, if, and like, Taylor Swift is one of those uh, things that. People are going to go to the movies because e- even if there's like not a movie that they want to see, yeah. uh, when there's a big movie like Taylor Swift that's predicted to do like a hundred million opening, it brings people to the theaters anyway. This movie right. could have gotten some of that runoff. It probably could have had a $15 million opening weekend and then, you know, crawled its way along for a couple of weeks to 45 million. And then worldwide, like, I don't know. There's nothing about this movie that doesn't play overseas. Yeah, because if, yeah. It, if it's going up against Taylor Swift, it doesn't have that many theaters, but that forces the theaters that it does have to maybe be a little bit more full. And when this right. movie plays in front of a full audience, the word of mouth is different. It would have done much better. Talk about, like, it sucks that word of mouth for movies is not possible anymore if that movie tanks. Because the, yes, right. the report, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the report of that movie failing at the box office comes out before the like the regular people reviews. Right. And, like, Even like the tracking oh, nowadays. Or well, this track this movie's tracking to do really bad. Because it's like yeah, you ah, can come on on a Tuesday and be hey, I saw this movie the other day. It was really great. And their response is oh, didn't that do horrible? Right. And so they're not like that's the movie's legacy already. The pre-buzz is, like, more important than the actual, like, movie coming out. Yep. Oh, what a weird time we live in. Weird time. All right. Speaking of weird times. You could go anywhere with this. I'm so excited. No, it's just like, shit. Okay. Um, Tell me about how Reddit changed the money-making game. (laughs) Uh, dumb money, which oh, is still kind of limited. It's very doing a very slow rollout. Yeah. Uh, which I think it makes sense. It would be weird. It would, as we just talked about, it would be weird if this movie came out wide and thousands of screens. It does poorly, and then everyone's talking about the uh the movie about groundswells of support financially <laughs> being a failure. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. Um. Paul Dano's great. Uh, America Ferrara uh, having a great year. Yeah. Or Ferrara. Is it Ferrara or Ferrara? I think it's Ferrara. Okay. Uh, Ferrara. I think it's Ferrara, actually. Sorry. Um. Uh. Well, America, I'm sorry. Both to the nation <laughs> and personally. Um, it, I think it's, it's, it's not, the movie's never trying to talk down to you like the big short was. No. Okay. So, trying to tell you too much about how a lot of this stuff works, but it's not sensationalizing anything. No, it felt everything. I like all I have stayed, uh, stayed away a little bit because I was like, I didn't really like the big short and this feels like a big short. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It does. It, it, to me, it, it did in a sense, uh, but it, it's really, it's very straightforward. Yes. And I think that works in its favor because it doesn't, it doesn't make any of these people out to be some gigantic folk hero. Like, okay. 
because it it also concentrates on like so few characters that like it's not like constantly being like oh Paul Dano's like internet famous. It's not throwing that in your face every couple of minutes. It's just like it's there just as a little gentle reminder about what's happening. And okay. for that, you like I think you root for these people more, and you're more invested in what they're up to. And I think it it really picks its moments and the dialogue for the rich people very well. And it's they're only there to explain what's happening on their side. They're there to especially Sebastian Stan's character to like say the dumbest shit in the world. That's like quotes. So, but like it's no one's ever like shitting on those people, even though they deserve to be shit on. Right. Big time. But it's, it's Uh, using, it's using their part of the story wisely. So we kind of get that without like dragging them on, on like great. Then once again, not to defend head fun people, but I, I think it does a good job of like just if it tells you the facts, you get the point that they're pieces of shit. Yeah, I uh, I expected a little more. I think the so Craig Gillespie has kind of developed a little bit of a sensational sensationalistic style uh, towards real events. It seems like lately um, he did well, not Cruella, but like I Tanya. Um, and like, even like the Pam and Tommy, uh, miniseries that came on Hulu oh, and the, that. and okay. the Mike and the Mike Tyson miniseries that came on Hulu. Like he's kind of found this lane of taking real shit, uh, doing it a little sensationalistically, a little comedically. And I was at, I kind of had my nose turned up a little bit before I even saw this because I was like, I don't know that I need that with this. Like right. this just happened. I remember. Like I, I remember. Yeah. You don't need to this is like very recent. Like I was. I tried to do this. Like I. Right. I and then they fucking shut off Robin Hood. Like I was one of the people, uh, watching all this shit. So I was like, I hope he doesn't really try to go too too goofamagoo about it. Um, <laughs> and he didn't. Like the needle drops. I think do that establish that tone of the things that he's done more recently but the movie itself is again straightforward like i was really worried because pam and tommy i i kind of thought was uh, uh terrible and sebastian mm-hmm. stan is basically like tommy lee but uh a bulgarian billionaire in this um or uh what's his face um the guy in itanya uh Jeff Galuli. Like, it's weird that, like, he's found a way to make Sebastian Stan really unlikable. Um, but that said, this movie ended up not being what I thought it was going to be. And because of that, I appreciated it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I think if you're turned off by it, by, like, some expect, like, whatever your expectations of how it tells the story, it doesn't do those things. I really liked Itania, but I've heard, like, a lot of complaints about how, kind of, how it's told. Um, well, I enjoyed it. It yeah. doesn't do that at all, as we said. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, and p- quite possibly Dane DeHaan's best performance. Oh, it was great. Yeah. That guy That guy hasn't really done a lot lately, unless they, I just haven't, unless he's in a show and I'm not watching it. They like just he kind of fell off. They pushed him in a lane that he did not belong in. 
he should not have, he should not be the lead of a movie. He 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 should not be Valerian. But what about the City of a Thousand Planets? Yeah, well, I mean that's the real star of the film. Um, the Thousand Planets. He he should be he shouldn't be Valerian. No one. Yeah, wants, that movie was character like, actor and not yeah. a real actor as the leads. In uh, what's her face? So yeah, not a great place to to live. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I, you, you've convinced me to see it. It's good. When it probably comes streaming. <laughs> I don't even know where it's playing at this point. Probably Lincoln Center. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. yeah when I saw it, it was only playing at Lincoln Square, and I, yeah. it might be in a couple more this weekend. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, next up on the docket, I really want to see a haunting in Venice. Please tell me it's good. It's good. It's good. Great. Uh, all my Moving complaints on. about the second one. Okay. <laughs> it's predictable, uh, but I think it's the most predictable of his movies so far. Um, okay. Agree. But I still like it. That's fine. I yeah, thought the second one was good. really predictable they, as well. They, they look good and they're well directed. Like they're well shot. Lots of great camera angles. It, it's good mustache. Just great. Good mustache. Uh, good time. Like keep making them. Yeah. The so Death on the Nile was the one that for some reason he shot on like 70 millimeter film, but with terrible CGI in the background. So everyone yeah, it was weird. Insane standing in front of Egyptian stuff. Uh, and this one, he tones it all down. And as Russ said, the angles are great. Uh, uses a lot of, like, wide-angled fisheye stuff. And the house Ooh. is fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and, it's, and I think even though, as you said, the, the story and the mystery didn't hook me as much as I would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it the look of it, it uh, that's, as I said, that was the thing that I complained most about in the second one. But the looks so of the look of it is really, like, plus this one up above that. Uh, and I hope he keeps making them. Yeah. I'll yeah, I hope he does too. I mean, I, there's got to be, I mean, I get the Christie has a ton of books. Um, so hopefully he just keeps going. Yeah, that's, I really, really want to see it. Um, Russ. No, don't make me. Expend for, expend for bulls. We saw what it. What the fuck is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, why is this? What? <laughs> it's hard to talk. So this is the most recent movie on this list. Um, it just came out last weekend, I believe. And there's a lot of problems with this movie. <laughs> a lot of problems with this movie. Um, I can't explain why I had a grin on my face for most of this movie. <laughs> Is it 50 Cent? Oh, I love 50 Cent in this movie. <laughs> Um, I, I think when, um, when they're like, they're like uh, about to do their counterattack and they hook a boom box up to a, uh, a, uh, box loader and just start blasting 50 cent out of that. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what universe is. I was like, wait, is this actually in the movie? Is this something? Oh no, no, this is, this isn't just 50 being on the soundtrack, they're using this as a diversion tactic. So, so, so convincingly, this takes place in the same universe as Spy, then. 
I exactly exactly <laughs> like this is the natural sequel to Spy. Like Fifty Cent <laughs> was in that. Like it has now become an expendable because of Spy. That is that's what happens. Um, I think that the CGI is terrible, just across the board. All of the it's the CGI is just terrible across the board. I, I think that that Tony Jaa does a really good job. Um, uh, for like the I don't know ten minutes that he's on screen. I I think he is super fun. Um. I think that the um the the uh the the characterization of characterization of all of the females is awful and terrible. Yeah. Like I Megan Fox isn't like the best actor on earth. No one is no, no is, I don't think is she better than Ronda Rousey in three. Yes, but like yes. she also I, I just I don't know why it's the character decisions they gave her as well that are just like, why are you doing this to this person? (laughs) It's, it's really, it's just really fucking strange. Like these movies, I shouldn't have to use one ounce of my brain to think about anything (laughs) that's happening. Yeah. exactly. And the fact that I have to think about why, why is Gina even in this movie? Uh, mm-hmm. At least in the capacity that she is. Uh, why is my guy from uh, the friggin' raid films? What Iko? Why doesn't he do anything? Why doesn't he have a fight? Like why, why he have, like, did hand you hand put him in this movie? He's the best dude ever. Yeah. At being in an action movie of this type. Yeah. yeah. Why is he here if you don't want him to do anything? Have this is the biggest job. <laughs> like biggest missed opportunity I've ever seen in any of these movies. And I assumed it was going to happen. Totally and then it yep. didn't. And then he's like really an afterthought in the movie because it's all about Ocelot, who we all yep. knew who Ocelot was the minute the movie yeah. started. Also, that's a Metal Gear Solid reference, right? Like that they even yes. like. I, okay. I, it's just, it's just, if you're gonna give me a dumb movie, yep. give me a dumb movie that's got cool shit. But don't and give like, me a dumb movie that doesn't even really have cool shit because then I'm like, what am I doing here? And the guy from Bad Boys for Life, uh, I think, did a pretty solid, uh, uh, what's his face impersonation. Antonio Banderas's character in the previous movies. Yes. I think he did a good job of like being Antonio Banderas's character from these movies without being. Because Antonio Banderas was too busy filming the the most recent Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. So they just said, all right, you're his son. I assume. Banderas was so good in three. He was my favorite yeah. next to Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That neither neither of them came back for this. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there was really no reason to bring this back. Like the the, the last movie was what? I don't know. Five six years ago. There yeah. was the last movie yeah. was an attempt was an attempt to like. Oh no! Sorry. Oh. The last movie came out in 2014. Jesus Christ! Seriously, there was, it was no nine years ago. There was no reason for this. Yeah. So so the uh, first movie is you know like here's a bunch of like lower budget action stars that that Stallone gets together. Second movie is let's blow up. Let's bring in so many old, other older action stars. 
Yep. Then the third one's like, Total let's sense. try to let's try to like go PG thirteen <laughs> and bring in like the new the yeah, future. New so Ronda Rousey, Glenn Powell, um, and then I don't remember the other two people. A bunch yeah, of people Victor who are Ortiz, not blown up. A boxer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like two other young guys, and then so what is this one's purpose? Oh, Kellen Lutz was in it. Yes, Kellen Lutz. And then there's another dude who I don't remember. So what is this one's per- like? What is this one's goal? It's the goal of is for Statham to take over the franchise. But we didn't need that. No, we just, didn't. We did. We just make. If you wanted that, just in ten in however many years. Just make it expendables that Sylvester Stallone's not in. He doesn't and have to be they in were it. planning on it, and it was going to be called A Christmas Story, which would have been fantastic. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> funny. Um, as a fan of the video game 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, uh, where 50 Cent is told to hit a big-ass ramp, it is a crime <laughs> that Jason Statham hits a big-ass ramp in this movie, and 50 Cent does not given that afforded that opportunity <laughs> how many helicopters does 50 cent f- play, uh, fight though none <laughs> like everything like this should have just been a lot of re- like if you're gonna go ocelot like come on like people are here to because everyone's a fan of 50 cent blood on the sand we all know this <laughs> like, oh yeah too many reasons to there are too many references to that movie or to that game where to not make in this movie. Cause like, who is this movie for? If not for like the eight people that are obsessed with that game, uh, including the people that are on this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh. many missed opportunities in this movie. It's bad. It is objectively bad, but I, I, it is, I, I had a good time watching it for, I had a good time just like watching how dumb it was. Um, probably just because of the glut of terrible movies that had come out since this last podcast. <laughs> I kind of just, I couldn't really get past not liking it. And it, I, it bothered me because even the PG-13 one that was dumb as shit, yeah. I still found a way to like it. And There's this one made me have to try. And I shouldn't have to try to like a movie that's this stupid. And I'm wondering if, like, looking at the list... That, like, if I had seen A Haunting in Venice and Bottoms, if I would have been like, man, what a terrible time at the movie's Expendables 4 was. <laughs> yeah. You had no palate to cleanse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Now let's go with the ultimate palate cleanser. Oof. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I forgot. And let's talk about strays. It is such an ultimate. In a in a in a in a universe where we just said why was Expendables four made? This is why did this director, movie get made? The director of Barb and Star. So yeah. two people on this podcast, number one movie from a couple of years ago. This is what he's up to now. Yes, like this is the comedy that he's going to attack. Yeah, it's so. I mean, the problem with all these movies, it was like the giant problem with the Lion King. Uh, live action thing. Well, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know why the fuck we say live action. The Lion King updated cartoon. I am so <laughs> interested to see where this goes. <laughs> is that animals don't have facial expressions? Right. That's why DC League of Super Pets works so well. Yes. And that's why they work so much better in animation. You know, Pumbaa is such a funny, fun character in the original Lion King. Warthogs yes. are gross. He looks yep. awful in the new one. I don't yeah. want to look at him. I hate yeah. him. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. So when you do a movie with dogs like this, they they're they're just staring at the camera or doing a certain. It's like so they're so you have to figure out a way to like solve that. And for some reason, this movie is what if we just have every character yelling? Yeah. As many joke attempts as possible at every po- every second that they're on screen. And the hit rate for this movie is embarrassing. Oh, it's bad. The only thing I laughed at was Dennis Quaid showing up. With, and his, like, 15 seconds on screen that I was like, this was really funny. I, it did, and then the, I, I was, was so there. out that that didn't even do a fucking thing for me. Like, I was actively angry yeah. did watching you this theaters entire or did you movie. watch it on the VOD? I watched it at home because I almost went to theaters and then I was like, why would I do that? I this saw it so quickly on VOD. <laughs> I saw it in theaters, but I definitely snuck in after something else. I just don't remember what it was. Um, I didn't pay for strays. Like it's Lord and Miller. I, yeah. I don't almost everything they've done irrespective of this, I have found something I liked about it. Even Cocaine Bear, which wasn't as good as it could have been, was still, like, wildly enjoyable in comparison. Strays is, like, one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. Like, it's bad. And I I love dogs. I love dogs. I love dog (laughs) movies. Um, Not this one, though. Like, like it, this is the eighth grade thing, right? Where it's just like, well, what if we take a bunch of kids and make them curse a bunch? That's funny, right? Um, and just take a bunch of dogs, make them curse a bunch, and that's funny, right? Like, no, it it's it's no. not. And 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 you've got like Jamie Fox, who who's great. You, Randall Park, who I, I I I love in like basically everything that he does. Like even that blockbuster show, I was like, I loved that blockbuster show mostly because of him. Oh, I did not like. I watched a bunch of that blockbuster show. I I I would not say love. <laughs> I've probably watched that show start to finish at least three or four times. <laughs> um, and ex- and like I think that I could. St- with the exception of Amy from um, from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, who I think is terrible in that show, um, yeah. I, I really enjoy everyone else in it. Um, well, Farrell, like, like, come on, like, I love Fisher. Like, the, there are heavy hitters throughout this movie. And like, Will, I get like Will Forte is is kind of like the muse of almost everything. Lord and Miller, he's in a lot of their stuff. He's like the Ratzenberger. I just, I'm like, this is just dumb yeah like he's not he's not good and i almost always think will forte is good even yeah, when he's bad yeah and i'm like this is just like i don't it's just it did not connect in any way shape or form i thought even, like josh gad's like cameo as like the narrator of like the of the of the, of the dog film. movie i thought that was like Kind of. That was funny. kind of funny. Yeah, that, that, was, yeah. that was my favorite bit was oh. the dog's purpose reference. <laughs> that, was that was kind of funny, but <laughs> I didn't laugh one time. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying to. I went into this hoping that it was actually good and everybody's wrong. Yeah, and it's dog it shit. It really, yeah. it, it, it. quite literally, <laughs> it's dumb 
And I, I just I feel like this is a like this is a joke that somehow got made into like a, a bad joke that somehow got made into a movie. It's and like Josh Greenbaum, again. like how like Josh Greenbaum, you made Barb and Star. Yeah. How did we how did we end up here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell this looked on the page. Like, I, I get the pitch. Not naughty dogs going on like a, a homeward bound journey, but it's to bite a dick off. Yep. But when how, how was this written? What were the jokes in the script? Right. And like Brett fucking Gelman has like oh my I like Jesus as like a as as an off joke of a guy who like falls in a bunch of dog shit. Like that's what you give him. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, it's uh it's it's dumb i just don't how much money did this make and how much money how much did this cost to make it cost the same as the last voyage of the demeter and 46 and it made like 13 more million dollars than that oh that sucks i last voyage of the demeter is so much better than this movie it's not close it's not close (laughs) Uh, the, maybe this would have done better if it came out 10 years ago and like when people were still into like shock stuff but I don't even ab- understand how this has a 54 on Rotten Tomatoes wow. yeah like that's really high for what this is <laughs> I guess that they didn't pay for good reviews hey there you go oh what a bummer to end it on. There is nothing that we could have ended this on that would not have been a bummer. Though. <laughs> I will state again now for on air uh, on Hulu. Watch uh, No One Will Save You. It's about 90 minutes. Uh, it is an alien invasion movie, uh, but yeah, it is nearly, nearly dialogueless. It's pretty engaging, pretty dang engaging. Um. I'm looking at the stuff that only I saw, and I don't think I would really recommend seeing any of it, other than Birth Rebirth, which is just, like, creepy and weird. Um, check it out. Uh, Retribution? No. The Nun 2? No. <laughs> Juwan? Is that oh, is that streaming, or is that only in theaters right now? I, I thought it was, because it's a, I believe it's a Netflix produced, and I thought it was going to come to Netflix pretty soon, but it didn't. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, Hindi, well, I'm sorry, an Indian movie in Hindi. Uh, that's like a wild action film. I think, uh, it's, 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 it's like a, it's RRR kind of plus John Wick kind of plus, um, Ooh, what is a, I wish I had something here. I don't know, but I'm enjoying everything you've said so far. Law abiding citizen. Um, it's. It's a it's a huge amount of fun. Uh, it's I think it's it's like almost three hours, but I think it's one of those things that like you will get hooked. Hmm. I mean, I was got I got hooked on RRR, so like I feel like I'll probably get hooked on this yeah. as well. It's got um, it's got more songs than RRR. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Nothing of the caliber of RRR, but more songs. Um. All right. All right. Well, still. Um. Pat, what passages, do, passages is really great. Um, as for whatever reason, we've, I've keep asking this at the end of all of our recent podcasts, but what do we have coming up soon? Uh, A couple of things we have, um, 
We have the creator coming out. Yeah. Say, this week. This week. This okay. weekend. I'm very excited. We have that and Dumb Money goes wide into eight theaters. And Paw Patrol and Saw X. So Paw yeah. Patrol is not just streaming. Paw Patrol is actually like in theaters. Yeah, no, they're they're gonna that them first one did well, so they're dropping it in theaters. That's uh, and it did well in the pandemic, so. That's and then the following week we have uh Dicks the musical, the A twenty four musical. That's basically just uh the Parent Trap, but with two well, adult men. But with two adult men, and it's very gay. Okay. Okay. uh, We've got Uh, Exorcist and Killers of the Flower Moon in another week. So a bunch of stuff is starting to creep, like, fall out of theaters. A little stuff. Saoirse Ronan and uh, Hmm. Paul Mescal are in a movie called Oh, Oh, is that? That's, like, soon, right? Yes. That's that's October 6th. It's, It's based on a book that I really like, and it's the same author of the book that I'm thinking of ending things was based on wait who wait what's the name of it foe. It's, it's foe, foe? it looks okay. awesome that, i'm thinking of anything that was a charlie kaufman movie right that was yeah. a charlie kaufman movie yeah. yeah so it's the same author of that is that book um i really like the book so i'm very excited about this movie and then uh another one of uh, the royal hotel which just did some festivals oh, it's, that also looks really good it's uh kitty green who did the the assistant from a couple years ago that was really fantastic and it's her teaming with Julia Gardner again. Oh, okay, nice. That um, looks horrifying in a uh, fun way. Or not fun, but like interesting way. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's at the end of the month. There's another. There's um another like uh, uh back in time slasher movie that's coming out that I can't remember the name of right now. Um, I think that's an Amazon thing. That is an Amazon thing, but and there hasn't been a trailer drop for it, which really worries me because it's supposed to be out like in the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Weird. Um, but it, it does. I'm 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 hopeful. Um, the killer is that the new David Fincher? When is that? Yeah, that's that, Netflix. That, that's yeah, Netflix. I don't pay attention to anything that doesn't get a theatrical release because I'll get to it whenever I can get to yeah, it. Yeah, that's definitely going to be in the Paris in New York and whatever yep. other. Netflix theaters they own and i don't know if they're giving it a glass onion style thing but it will be in a couple theaters the 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 paris has been doing some really good stuff recently just for like netflix it's been showing a lot of like decent like good older movies um, yes. ever since they did like the run of like they did like a week of schwarzenegger movies yeah um it's been really good recently hmm. they they really upgraded all their sound and played a lot of 70 millimeter stuff uh that's where i saw elk on day oh yeah that, that makes sense that, that would be um, yeah but yeah, and is that when I saw you in the park? No, that's after you saw Blue no, Beetle. No, that's after I saw Blue Beetle, which was forever ago. Yep. Oof, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I I'm now like just looking to see what's actually in the Paris right now. Um, I want to see if there's anything good. Oh no, it's just El Conde right now. They were playing Heat. They were playing Lawrence of Arabia. They were playing. Uh, yeah, they played they Lawrence did, of Arabia. Did do a screening of RRR the other day. They're doing, they're doing fair play. I don't know what fair play is, um, but that's a new movie. Um, oh, that's kind of and playtime, which I've always wanted to see. All right. Anyway, um, let's wrap this up because it's almost nine o'clock and I expected this one to go a little bit faster because of those movies, the caliber. But here we are anyway. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. I was going to go through emails this week, but yeah, next time. Um, because <laughs> 
nothing real in there. Um, you can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter as P- Peter Petey on Letterboxd. And you can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Um, Alex? And Alex, where can we find you? Wow, <laughs> finally. Oh. Gosh, that's so great. Very good. Nice. Very good. That is, is fantastic to hear. Um, thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Dumb money, man.